This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 83. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a family. We're Cameron and Amber O'Hearn, and today we are talking all about mother culture and father culture. So mother culture is a term that was coined by Karen Andriola, and she had read about it in an obscure article. Um, It was just mentioned, and she's kind of expanded upon the term, um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Father culture, I'm not sure if it's a thing. We made it up. Yeah. (laughs) I I googled it just to see if anyone else had written about it, and it's actually a reggae band. (laughs) So (laughs) we're not talking about father culture, the reggae music. Um, I wonder if that's how some people find this episode. (laughs) Maybe. That could be. Welcome, if you're a new listener. (laughs) Um, Oh, and caveat, there's a little tiny baby girl in here who I'm bouncing in a car seat. She's a little squeak. So if you're squeaks or toots or burps or... That's (laughs) the little squeaky baby. That's our baby. Yep. But you have... uh, You have a... A baby filter, right? In your editing software? I think there's It just cuts it right like out? Yep. Any toots and squeaks? <laughs> so that's what that noise is. I just wanted to preface that. Yeah, thanks. So I was thinking before I get into the story, I would give a little blurb about the definition of mother culture. Um, so Karen Andriola, uh, the one who kind of coined this term, she wrote a book called Mother Culture. It's actually for, it says for a happy homeschool. So it's kind of got homeschooling themes in it. But anyways, I'm excited. I think this will resonate with people regardless if you're homeschooling or not. So she says, mother culture is the skillful art of how a mother looks after the ways of her household. With a thinking love, she creates a culture in the home all her own. A mother does a lot of taking care. So she needs to take care of herself too. As a mother is feeding and cultivating the souls of her children, she is nourishing her own soul with ideas while taking a little time for her own play and creativity. Nourished and refreshed, she, she keeps growing closer to God and into the Christian woman God is designing her to be. So that's a little blurb about mother culture. Um, so as we mentioned in the intro episode, we're going to start each episode with a little bit of a story. Um, of a failure. <laughs> so this is a story about what happens when one is not taking mother culture time. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who is that, perhaps? Who's the hero of the story? Well, let's see. It starts out with her husband going to do a neighborly gesture. Oh, wow. That's so nice. We have that ab- sounds really heroic. <laughs> yes, we have an abundance of tomatoes. And so her husband, my husband, <laughs> Cameron was going to share our tomatoes with our neighbors. Yeah. And in doing this, he met one of our new neighbors, which was great. They struck up a conversation, which was wonderful. And while this was while he was out I was gone being for a neighborly, long time. I was at home with the kids and All of a sudden, I've reached this point of, like, everyone was screaming, and I was kind of at my limit. And so, 
You know what? It was one of those moments What what would have felt really good to me was like, and maybe people can relate to this, like taking a plate and like throwing it at a wall and yeah. like having it shatter. Like, oh, that would have been uh, like yeah. so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Sometimes you just like have to get it out. But anyway, so instead of doing that, I went into the back office area and I closed the door and I screamed and it felt so yeah. good. What, did, what was that scream like? <laughs> was but it, I won't do it now since we're yeah, putting our yeah, baby yeah, to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Was it like... Uh... Now, I wasn't here for this, so I don't know like what kind of a scream it was. Was it like blood curling like woman in the woods scream or was it like I'm not uh, sure, but like it, a guttural Yeah, it like came from inside like huh. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, I were can't you, So you you were standing like in the middle of the room where you I closed the door. I turned the other direction, so I wasn't facing the door. I locked the door, and then I did the you, scream. You didn't say anything. It was just no- noise? Just the scream, yep. Okay. And then afterwards, I felt so great. Yeah. I was like, oh, I just need to that get that easy. out. And then from the other room, <laughs> I hear cries, crying from all three of the kids. They're all crying. And so then I open the door, and I go into the other room, and my son says... Oh, gosh. I, like, don't even want to say this on the podcast, but I'll say it because maybe some of you have been there. My son says, Mom, I don't like it when you scream. Mm. And it made me feel just like, oh, not great. It can feel embarrassing because you don't want to be the type of... You feel like you would rather be the, the mom or the dad who just has everything put together. Mm hmm and never has the moments of like, I'm at the end of my rope and I just right. need to scream. Right. Yes. So that was one of those moments where I, I had gone the whole day and I hadn't really taken time to like cultivate prayer or something that I love or we're going to talk more about that. I hadn't taken mother culture for the day. Yeah. And so I had reached the end of my rope and I didn't feel like I had any kind of outlet and I came into the room and I screamed. So then Cameron comes home and I tell him about it and he said, well, maybe next time just use a pillow. Because <laughs> you had said that it was good that I got that out. Yeah. But you uh-huh. were saying like, oh, maybe I could have just screamed into so a So it's like, yeah, okay, if, if you <laughs> feel like you're at the end of your rope and you feel like you're going to explode, at least use a pillow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you said that. Anyways, so, okay, that was the story. So now I thought we could just kind of get into mother culture. We're going to talk about it. Sorry, that went a little long. I know we're going to try and do 20-minute episodes here. So um, I'll try and quickly get through this. No worries. That was good. Okay. So in, in the book, Mother Culture, I just wanted to start out with this quote because I read this and I shared it on Instagram, and I know it resonated with other people as well. And I think it will resonate with you who are listening. Much of what a mother at home does seems to disappear at the blink of an eye. A mother guides and corrects her children. The next day, she does it again. Mm-hmm. Countertops get cluttered again. Shelves and baseboards get dusty again. Socks get just covering the carpet from your husband (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, in the shelves and baseboards thing. I thought that was funny because I was like, well, it never really gets dusted, so it just kind of remains dusty. <laughs> like, it's dustier. But anyways, <laughs> she's a little bit more on top of things. I've never dusted a baseboard <laughs> in my life. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Okay, so she moves mounds of clothes and towels through a wash-dry-fold cycle. Those are all my socks, by the way. That's what I was saying. I <laughs> yeah. just leave my socks around. I, it's just a habit. I got yeah. Anyways, go That's on. okay. Mound of socks. You know what's so funny? One of my like first five or six episodes, I talked about <laughs> how your socks sock would end up. Incident. So years later, we're still at this point. <laughs> we're cleaning up to record this podcast, and I had, I think, seven socks in my hands. I was like, "Where do you want me to put these?" <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> so she moves things through the wash dry fold cycle, or if you're like me, the wash dry. Dry, dry, dry. Because I don't want it to like be wrinkled. And then Cameron's like, uh, this shirt got a little short. Oh, yeah. I was that's like, how uh, it happens? Yeah, because I don't want it to be oh, wrinkled. Man. So I just redry it before I fold it. Yeah. But then I don't have a chance to fold it. So I just redry it. Anyways, she changes sheets, but the beds look the same when made. For an hour, she prepares a meal. Within 10 minutes, it is consumed. Then she is at the sink, washing dishes that have been washed countless times before. How is a mother making a home when so much of what she does disappears? Now you are in the deep, this is a quote from Amy Carmichael, now you are deep in what seems to be a peculiarly selfless service. The spiritual training of children must be that. You work for the years you will not see. You work for the invisible all the time, but you work for the eternal. So it is all worthwhile. And I love, I just love that whole passage. And then she goes on to say that um, the home is where a couple spends most of their married life together and where they nurture their children, fellowship with guests. And then she asks the question, how can it be a place where a woman enjoys living? Mm. A cozy place where she and those she's she loves feel at home. Yeah, it's your house. It's where you live. But... You don't enjoy it because you're yeah. mothering constantly. Right. I think that's the heart of the question is like, how can we enjoy the home that we're in, the mothering, enjoying our children and enjoying our family? So I want to answer the question that she poses. How how yeah. can we do that? And she goes into this in the book. But I had four kind of takeaways that I think we can hit, which are, what do you enjoy? The environment you're in. Creating and cultivating beauty and nourishing your own soul. So what do you enjoy? Mm -hmm. Do some of what you have to do with some of what you like to do every day. That's Quick story. This won't take long at all. Amber loves reading to the kids. It's really hard for me to read the, to the kids. But I love like telling stories, wrestling, building forts. You don't really like those things. Yes. So if I was reading all the time that would be really stressful mm -hmm. and hard for me mm -hmm. but i enjoy wrestling my kids so yes that's something i can do that's it's like a service that also i like to do yes is yes. that kind of what you're talking about yes that's ex uh it's exact well no it's no not. <laughs> <laughs> it's i think that's something i think that kind of ties into it but i think it's something else what i think what she what she's referring to here when she says that is like if you enjoy reading or knitting reading for yourself or knitting or running or writing 
that you can still incorporate those things into your day, even though you might have little ones at home and you're mothering mm. all day. Mm. That it's okay to take 15 minutes a couple it's like times a day. It's like time just for you. Exactly. It's not like doing it exactly. with other people. Okay, right. Got it. So if I enjoy reading, I can take 15 minutes while the kids are like playing or, you know, maybe they're flipping through their little books or... Um, Whatever it is, or maybe they're eating lunch, whatever it might be. I can take 15 minutes and I can sit down on the couch guilt-free and read a book. Yeah. Read a chapter of a book or whatever it is. Or if I enjoy knitting, maybe I do that. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) If I enjoy running, I can try and find a time where maybe my husband can be here for 15 minutes. I can go on a run. Or maybe if you have like a you have one or two kids and you just want to go in a jogging stroller or whatever, you can incorporate those things into your day, writing, and you can do that guilt-free. Yeah. Like, it's okay to take time for yourself to nourish your own Yep, because then self. you won't be walking into other rooms to scream. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you won't get to that point. Yes, okay, yes. Okay, and then, so the second thing is the environment that you're in. You want it to be... Your home to be like a peaceful environment that you and your family love and enjoy. And I think um, a part of that, something she recommends, is it's hard to be at peace and um, enjoy your home if it's like in a state of crazy all the time. Mm. I'd say like our house is in a state of crazy like half the time. 75% 75% of the time. 75%, I'd say. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> What I like to do if I'm in that place, the 75% of the time place, is pick one room and just kind of like tackle that room. So I feel like, okay, the living room. I'm just going to move all the toys into the kids' room. So at least I feel like I can sit in the living room. It's like my life is falling apart, but the kids' room is clean or the living room is clean. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or if you're really affected by clutter or like countertops, just like clearing off the countertop. Wiping down the countertop yes. so it's clean. And then it's like, okay, my mom station is <laughs> clear and I like feel, I can feel at peace. So I think that's the second part of mother culture is having an environment that's a little bit peaceful. Great. Or, I mean, lighting a candle. I think even lighting a candle is like hmm. making That's a really effort, simple one. Making yeah. a cup of tea. I feel like. Oh, oh that, yeah. oh yeah. That's speaking <laughs> my language. I uh, love making tea and drinking tea. Yeah. That's amazing right i am just happy right now thinking about it yeah (laughs) something else she recommends in the book is having a 10 minute all hands on deck Mm. where she said if you're like a bigger family you might have to do this a couple times a day (laughs) where everyone helps with picking up for 10 minutes and she said it's especially helpful if you're going to have company over there and kids are in the habit of like helping to pick up um the Caveat here is if you have little ones that need more guidance, like we do, we have a three and five year old. If they are cleaning up, especially the three year old, I need to be in there saying to him, the cars go in the car box. See all these cars on the floor? Let's pick them up. Let's put them in the car box. And you have to remind them several times. See all your. Even after that. Yep. All the swords, they go in the costume box. Yeah. Swords, here's the costume box. We'll talk about that in a future episode. Like, Cleaning and... Yes. Yeah, we'll do that in future episodes. Okay. Third thing is creativity and cultivating beauty. That is a part of mother culture is creating something that's beautiful. This can be 
in your home, like you have a certain style and preferences you enjoy, like really cultivating that in your home. So when people come into your house, they like feel, they can feel that your creativity and, you know, your preferences. Another way you can do that is through handiwork, which could be like, Knitting. I know, again, I mentioned this. Okay, I'm reading two books right now. This I just finished two books. This Mother Culture book and this book about Fred Rogers. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers mentions that his wife... He has fond memories of his wife knitting. Really? And then also she talks in this book about knitting. In fact, it's on the front cover. is oh, a picture man. of a woman knitting. Anyways, that's so I, that's why it keeps coming up to me. Maybe you'll get into knitting when you're older. Maybe. Maybe I'll get into it now. I know there's people that listen that knit, so hats off to you. Painting, like maybe enjoy painting. Again, writing, whatever it is, like something creative um, that you can do where you cultivate beauty. That's a way to foster and nurture mother culture. The last thing, and probably the most important thing, nourishing your soul. Um, She shares that mothers should cultivate their souls so that in turn, they may cultivate the souls of their children. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And that was something she heard from somewhere, but she couldn't remember the reference. So now I'm saying it. So it's like... <laughs> Spread removed. it far and wide, <laughs> everyone who's listening. It's removed. I heard someone say. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways, so what she's talking about here, I think primarily is your relationship with the Lord and your prayer time. And here's the thing. It's got to happen. And I know mm. I have said it, bo- I've said this before. Guests have said this before. Like, well, I have little ones and now like, I'm just like in the state where I'm just not going to be able to take my prayer time. Mm. But here's the thing. Danger. We got to do it. It's got to happen. I'm saying this to myself as yeah. well. It's helpful to know the day before when you're going to try and take your prayer time and then to have backup options. Mm. Like I like to think like, okay, if I'm going to get up early, I'm going to take my prayer time in the morning. I accidentally sleep in. My backup plan is to take it um, while I'm giving the kids a bath Mm. and I'm just like sitting in the bathroom with them taking my prayer time or during a nap or um, I'm sitting in their bed. I've done this before where I, they're like going crazy in the bedroom. I just sit on their bed while they're going crazy and I'm taking my prayer time Mm. there. It's just, yeah, it's got to happen. And there's a lot of ways to do it. I had a guest on last season, uh, Lila Lawler, who um, wrote a book called The Little Oratory. She talks about taking time to do even like Liturgy of the Hours, segments of Liturgy of the Hours, portions with your kids throughout the day. Um, there's ways There's ways to do it. And if you don't think there are, this was helpful, a helpful realization for me. Whenever I grab my phone, I think, have I prayed yet? And if I haven't, then I can have time for prayer. That's great. Because how much time do I spend on social media or on my phone? Three hours a day. You think it's not much? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't spend that much time okay. on your phone. Because um, you're telling yourself you need to pray, I think that's awesome. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, when you're nursing your baby, when you're, you know, whatever you're doing, you you just, we just... We have to find the time to do it. The phone is the enemy. Yeah. We're going to have an episode about that. Prayer. Like, there'd be so many opportunities in your day to pray if your phone wasn't there, mm-hmm. like, ready to give you a shiny treat looking at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Okay. So, I think that kind of wraps up mother culture. Great. 
quickly. And then we wanted to talk about, pose the question, is there such a thing as father culture? I think it's so different. Yeah. It has to be because generally the woman's at home, Mm -hmm. the man's at work. When he comes home, it's just like, ah, an oasis. Mm -hmm. But when the mom's at home, like you were talking about earlier, it's like, this is your messy, like difficult vocation. You're just in it constantly. It's hard to get a reprieve. So mother culture is kind of like, I think, more essential hmm. because you're like in it and you have to build an oasis where you are. A dad, you know, comes home and that is his oasis. So, yeah, when I thought about this, I thought like it's really important for a man, you know, he's he's at work. He's stressed about things. He feels like he has a lot on his shoulders he comes home sometime before bedtime, before he goes to bed. He needs to, like, unwind. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the most important word is, like, unwind. Just, like, he's all wound up from the day. He's thinking about a lot of stuff. It's okay for him to spend five minutes scrolling his Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Or half an hour watching a show with his wife. That's good. That's okay. Now... Here's the caveat is you come home and um, it's not time to just relax because this is the hardest time of the day for everyone, Mm -hmm. including your kids. Your kids are tired. Your wife's tired. Um, Guard dinner time. So you're not like you don't have your phone out at dinner. You got to struggle through it (laughs) like even though you're stressed about a lot of stuff and your mind's like in the future and you're worried and, and you have a lot on your shoulders, you still got to listen to your little kids tell you a story about like how they lost the, their little toys or how they're excited to that they found a bug today. Like really small things. Get through it. Like be there. Be present. It's, because that means so much to yeah, them. Like yeah. seeing their dad like excited about what they're excited about and surprised that they saw a certain kind of bug today. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll quickly say about work, like in order to come home from work, not being super stressed is realizing that you accomplished something at work. So right when you get into work, what are the three things you want to accomplish that day? Mm -hmm. Um, No more than three. And then ask yourself, what's the one most important thing you need to get done today to feel like you had a successful day? Hmm. Get that thing done early on. Yeah. Albert Einstein said, eat the biggest frog first if you have yeah. to eat some frogs. Yeah. <laughs> eat the biggest one first. Then when you come home, you're feeling like, okay, I accomplished something and now I get to you know, be home and enjoy my family versus like, I still haven't got this done and still hanging over your head and it's hard to be present. So I think that's important culture at work get things done when you come home guard time with your family mm-hmm. dinner time is really important after dinner when it's time to put the kids to bed realize that um they haven't seen their dad all day mm-hmm. and uh if you're just coming home every day and just like putting them to bed and disciplining them and like commanding them around you're just becoming like a boss they need a dad and one thing I like to do, I think is really just effective is spend five minutes playing with them, wrestling with them, 
get out some swords and fight them. Um, let them climb all over you and or build something. Like just five minutes, five to ten minutes to do that. And also that helps you unwind. Because the other thing I want to say is recreation is really important. You don't just want to veg. You don't just want to like... Unwinding is important. Like I, I don't want to get away from that. Mm-hmm. Like the five minutes I was talking about. But you also need to recreate yourself. Mm-hmm. So a way to do that is to do things that like fill you up. Mm-hmm. And playing with the kids is, is a, a way I found that that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so wives, you know, realize your husband has a lot on his shoulders. He's coming home. He's really stressed. I would say husbands don't just come home from work expecting like your wife to do the rest of the work for the rest of the day. She's been with the kids all day. She's been like tending to the house all day. Or maybe there's even some moms at work that also come home and Mm -hmm. um, have a lot on their shoulders. So don't just come home and sit on the couch until bedtime. Like race to the end get to the finish line like help your wife get the kids down (laughs) and then take some time for yourself um i'd recommend you know watching a show with your wife um i like playing board games because it's like serious fun it helps me unwind (laughs) focus on something that doesn't have high stakes but that's fun or maybe like having a beer. Maybe your thing is like, I just, every night I want to have one beer and just sit in my chair and just like, look at the ceiling. (laughs) Like, great. Like, let's make sure that happens. But this is all after you make sure your wife and your kids are taken care of. Yeah. And also when you said that just reminded me that mother culture and father culture could be taken at the same time, like after the kids go to bed Mm. and maybe before you are together as a couple hanging out. You know, because you like to read your books about knitting, and I've I've been doing stuff with board games. I've been painting, painting your minis. little miniatures. So yes, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so you do that, and then I do some reading. That's and, awesome. And then we come back together to have time. Um, one other thing I think you wanted to mention was enjoying time with your kids by doing something, which I think you mentioned that actually at the beginning. This goes both ways for moms and dads. Doing something you enjoy with your kids so that you guys can enjoy it together. Yes. So for us, my kids love board games. (laughs) And whenever they recommend playing a board game, I love playing with them. Going on bike rides, building forts. Those are all things that are fun for me. Like I come home from work and mm-hmm. yeah, we can wrestle on the floor. That sounds like a lot of fun. It helps me unwind. And what are those things that you really enjoy that aren't like just vegging or like distracting yourself? Because really, yeah, it's okay. You're looking at your phone for five minutes in a day. That's fine. Like mm-hmm. unwind. But really it becomes a distraction mm-hmm. and it, you're just distracting yourself from your family. Like, do something that you love and that they love, mm-hmm. and that'll fill you up, mm. get you ready for the next day. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's great. I heard someone recommend setting a timer because it's so easy to get <laughs> pulled into your phone. Like, if you need that time to kind of just veg or whatever it is, unplug for a little bit, but actually you're plugged in. So <laughs> that's not the right word. But um, to set a timer so that you don't end up spending so much of your time on social media. Um, 
great. So those are a few of our thoughts on mother culture and father culture. I thought I would end with a quote from St. Alphonsus Liguori. Liguori. Who said, Those who love God will find pleasure in everything. Those who do not love God will never find true pleasure in anything. Oh, oh my goodness. That's such a good quote. You can imagine someone who's just like let their prayer life unravel and they're, they're no longer praying. And they're trying to take like mother culture time and it's not working Mm -hmm. (laughs) because even the the solitude and the alone time is like bitter. Mm. It's because your heart is not right Mm. with God. And, but alternatively, let's say you do have a prayer life. You can begin to take rest in literally everything so like mother culture time becomes like all of the day like you just you love god and therefore everything is a a source of enjoyment yeah that's so good yeah that's great and i also wanted to say i'm not quite sure i'm doing her book justice but i really enjoyed the book so i recommend we'll put in the show notes yes if you're interested um if any of this has resonated Okay, that quote from St. Thomas Aquinas. Sorrow can be alleviated by good sleep, a bath, and a glass of wine. You want to close this in a prayer? I do. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for our marriages and families. I pray, Lord, that when we are stressed or anxious, that we could identify uh, that and turn to you, Lord, and ask for your peace and help us to find time to step away and uh, cultivate that peace and rest. And Lord, if we're not able to find that peace and rest, help us to offer that time of stress and anxiety as an offering back to you, Lord. And Jesus, we we love you and we offer our days to you. Mm, In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, everyone. God bless. You have been listening to Diapers and Disciples. To find out more about the podcast, contact me or check out the show notes for today's episode. You can visit diapersanddisciples.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Diapers and Disciples. To support the show and access bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash diapersanddisciples.